Welcome to the TPL Show, a podcast dedicated to the study and discussion of leadership. Join us as we share relevant, simple, and lasting methods for improvement that can be used to lead from any level in any organization. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the TPL Show. I'm here with Luke Weber. I'm Dave Cahill. And today we're going to talk about noble purpose. All right. What is it? Why is it important? And how do you animate it in your organization? Before we dive into that, we'll cover briefly what we did in episode one, define TPL. So Luke, can you do that for us? Can you define TPL? Yeah, Dave. In episode one, we talked about what TPL actually was. We talked about how important leadership is. We talked about the two authority streams and how you can increase TPL and tools that can be used to help with that. And then we briefly discussed how everybody can be a better leader if you just study and practice leadership. So everybody go back and check out episode one, get those details. Uh, That full episode's great. Uh, That was our first one. We really liked it. Yeah, we did pretty well on that one. Go back and check that one out. All right, fantastic. An organization's noble purpose explains why it exists. It's a clear and concise statement of what the organization does to improve the lives of its customers. That's what makes it noble, right? Uh, Noble purpose is the foundation of every strategy and the prime consideration in every decision made it work. So having a a well-animated noble purpose enables people in the organization to answer yes or no to any question in an aligned way. Yeah, that's good. So that's what noble purpose is all about, right? Awesome. So uh, obviously this this idea is is powerful yet simple, right? Um, So let's kind of walk through this. So our next uh, point of discussion then, knowing what noble purpose is, is why is it important? So why is noble purpose important to an organization? Yeah, Dave, let's jump into why noble purpose is important, right? So I think there's a few things. First thing, I think it's the right thing to do. Mm. Second thing, uh, it attracts and retains talent, especially long-term. Yeah, it sure seems to. Uh, You obviously make more money. You're more successful if you drive through noble purpose into your culture, Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the first thing. It's the right thing to do naturally the companies that do the right things tend to be the ones that are more successful. Yeah. Long-term. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it over my career. The companies that don't do the right things or focus on bad things per se. I mean, we don't really know what specifically those bad things are, but they tend to fail over time. Yeah. They They, might succeed initially. Yeah. They cut corners, break, break rules, uh, disregard compliance. Exactly. I, I mean, I've seen it time and time again. Long-term, they're going to fail. Sure. Right? So what about the second thing? So attracting and retaining talent. Yeah. So this is a very interesting thing because there's been a shift in the last few years, you know, kind of a generational shift. So I'm a boomer, right? In, in my day and in the, in the kind of decades 
before it in my in my father's day, my grandfather's day, when people would sign on to an organization, it was a career thing, kind of a lifelong thing. People would stay maybe for decades, maybe for their entire career. And they delegated, if you will, the idea of noble purpose to their organization mm-hmm. and they just trusted mm-hmm. that their organization would do the right yeah. thing. And they stuck with their organization through thick and thin and so forth. Right. Uh, people were much more interested, for instance, in those days in earning a living as their primary reason for working, right? right. Now, there are other reasons for working too. There are reasons like being affirmed, um, achieving job satisfaction, um, earning respect, and, and, and so forth. So there, there are other reasons than just pay. But in the past, pay was very, very high on the list, and the others were much lower on the list or maybe didn't exist at all. As time goes on, that becomes less and less of a concern. So in, in the generations that we see today, the last couple of generations, the newest one working and the one before it, people tend to be much less interested in money as yeah. the baseline. It's, it's not that they don't need to earn a living. That's not it at all. But they tend to be less um, concerned about this idea of earning. Mm. They own fewer houses. They own fewer cars. Yeah. They're much more mobile. Less possessions. And, yeah. yeah. And, and so their, their kind of focus in life is more on these higher order things, these, the idea of satisfaction, respect at work, job fulfillment, and so forth. So an interesting thing we see, for instance— about 50% of people from these generations will turn down a job offer if they perceive that the organization that's offering them work doesn't have values that align with their personal values. This is unheard of in decades before, but today this is is very, very common. So uh, if if you don't even have a purpose, uh, a vision and values, if you don't even have those existence type statements, um, you're not very attractive to the people that are coming into the workforce today. I'd say a high percentage of today's generation won't even apply to a job if the company's vision values don't align with theirs. Yeah, absolutely. These guys aren't doing what I would like to do. So I I don't want to join this group. I don't want to join this company. Yeah. So this becomes a, a very serious issue of attracting and retaining talent. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So the, the other issue, the issue that it's more profitable. Yeah. This is very interesting. So in, um, in the book Leading with Noble Purpose, uh, written by uh, Lisa Earl McLeod, she talks about this idea of money and meaning, and that money doesn't inspire anyone but meaning inspires people. So uh, when you're very profit-centered and you're talking profit, profit, profit all the time, it might be easier to measure and track where you are, but it's not inspiring. And after all, we humans uh, are very emotional creatures and we need inspiration and not just just numbers. So um, what happens when you become just entirely focused on the idea of profit and that's what you're talking about it's much less um, inspirational, much less attractive. There's much less job satisfaction and so forth. When you go after meaning, noble purpose, um, people become more engaged. 
they become more invested, devoted right. to uh, the purpose at work and so forth. So uh, these two fellows, um, Jim Stengel and Millard Brown, did a 10-year study of over 50,000 brands, and they found out that these organizations that have um, a noble purpose that's well-animated, they outperform the typical S&P 500 company by 400 percent. Wow. So here we see it's the right thing to do yeah. to focus your organization around a noble purpose. It attracts and retains the talent that you're looking for, and you uh, will make more money doing it. You'll be more successful. To the tune of 400 percent. To the tune of 400 yeah. percent. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. good. All right. So those three things. Why? How do we know that all three of those things are true. Right? Yeah. So th that's interesting, right? So the the reason why it's important, these three things we've mentioned, what bears this out? And when you think about it organizationally, we have to start talking about what we call the passion chain. Passion chain, yep. So if your organization has this noble purpose, a very clear and concise statement about how you improve the lives of your customers, and it's well animated, and you're living it daily, using it to make decisions, you're bringing it up all the time, you're, you're talking about your strategies, your plans, your projects, your sprints, and all of that in the context of how those things support your noble purpose, you create a passion chain. Right, so uh, the passion chain cre is this energy that drives from the noble purpose down into all levels of the organization, from the gemba, where people are adding value, so to speak, yeah. as we say in lean, right, um, for the customer, and into the various support mechanisms. So we've talked about this before. Yeah. Right. Uh, give the example of the passion chain that you normally speak on. Sure. Right? So. When I was first learning about leadership, I'm still learning today, right? Uh, we leaders study all the time, but, but, but yeah, nonstop. When I was first learning about leadership, um, someone shared a story with me about a general, and it was wartime. Uh, the general, uh, World War II, as a matter of fact. So the, the general wanted to visit the front line, check on the condition of the troops up in the, in the battle zone, and, um, you know, inspire them and so forth. So, as he proceeded to the front line, he came across a kitchen unit. And it's just back from the front line. Its mission is to make, um, you know, hot food for the troops that are doing the fighting and, uh, you know, keep them filled with energy and, and nutrition and all that. And so he comes into that tent and there's a soldier there um, working very hard, peeling potatoes and throwing the peeled potatoes into a pot to prepare them. Uh and he asks the soldier, what are you doing, soldier? And the soldier says, I'm fighting the enemy, sir. You know? Yeah. And he's, he's filled with, with uh, vim and vigor and dedication. And that general looks at him and says, you're not fighting the enemy. You're peeling potatoes. Yeah. Those guys out there on the front line, they're the ones fighting the enemy. He killed it. And, yeah, he killed, killed it. it he guy. killed the passion chain, right? So that soldier either was connected or connected yeah. himself to the purpose even though he wasn't directly at the gamba, so to speak, right. where the action was taking place, but he was supporting the people. Yeah. In his mind, he was doing the exact same thing they were. Yeah, and it was important yeah. and needful stuff. And that leader 
killed that passion chain. So there's kind of two lessons from that. One, don't kill the passion chain. Yeah. Keep the passion chain alive, right? And, and the second is, if you don't have a noble purpose to connect to, you can't even establish a passion chain, right? Right. So people start thinking of their jobs as I load the truck. No, you're putting this important product onto that truck so that it arrives safely and on time so your customer can use it. Yeah. And and this is is the passion That's chain. And we know that these three things are important because together they create this passion yeah. chain, which is essential for excellence. That's good. All right. So how how can we animate a noble purpose in our organization, right? Yeah. So before we dive into that, let's just take a minute and talk about the, um, mm. the potential distractor from purpose. And that is sometimes people will use the word mission instead of purpose. And they'll say there's, uh, our company has a mission statement, yeah. right? So as it turns out, words are really important. People know what words mean, and they depend upon the definition of words to draw meaning and make conclusions and so forth. Language matters. That's why we, we have a language, right? So in that regard, let's take a look at the difference between purpose and mission, right? So um, if we look at the purpose of the Red Cross, why does the Red Cross exist? And you can kind of noodle that around for a while, but really, if we use our approach to developing a purpose statement for the Red Cross, it exists to help victims of crises. Right. It helps people who are the victim of a crisis, um, you know, recover. Right. How, how simple is that? Very simple, right? So that's what the Red Cross does all over the world. Now, the Red Cross has been doing that for. I don't know, 130, 140 yeah, years, time. whatever it is. But only for the last 50 years or so has it collected and distributed blood. Collecting and distributing blood is a mission. Right. That's one of the missions of the Red Cross, but not its purpose. Right. So in other words, mission is a subset of purpose. We have this overarching purpose, this reason for being as an organization, and then many missions that support that purpose. Yeah, missions can change. Missions can change. Purpose is permanent. Mm -hmm. and, and that's important that you bring that up, because if you say that the highest statement of existence in your organization is a mission, people feel, because they understand what words mean, it's, it's not permanent. It's inconstant. Right. It's subject to change. And that's exactly what the, uh, the younger generations are trying to avoid. Right. They want to know what they're signing up for, and they want to understand what it's going to be right. in the long run, right? So when you say purpose, that's permanent, that's constant, and it sends that message. Yeah. So we want to have a purpose and not a mission. Yeah. That's the first part of the how, yeah. let's say, right? And from there, the, the senior leaders of an organization have to come together because this is their, their um, obligation. This is, is their responsibility to make sure that there's a clear well-animated purpose for the ultimate, organization. Ultimately, they're, they are the ones that are driving this through the organization. Yeah. They're, they're entrenching it into the culture. Right. Yeah, they're the ones driving it into the culture. Right. They're responsible for its health, its effectiveness, and so forth. Now, certainly they can get help, and we'll talk oh, about that in a moment, but, but it's ultimately their responsibility. So they need to come together, and then there are three questions they can ask. 
they ask, what does the world need? And they can, they can kind of limit that to okay. our customers. What do our customers need, yeah. right? And then um, what do we do well as an organization? And what are our people passionate about? What are we passionate about here okay. in this organization? Okay. And so when you kind of struggle by answering those questions seriously, um, you could think of them as kind of a Venn diagram. And the place where all three, the answers to all three of those questions overlap, that's where you're going to find your purpose. And this shouldn't be some kind of four-hour workshop no. with a veggie tray <laughs> and you come out at the end of it with the answer. This is something you should struggle with over some time and think about deeply. Answering, answering those three questions, seeing where they overlie, right. and, uh, and then finding your purpose in that place where they all overlie. If you just do two of the three, you'll get a partial answer that could lead you astray. So for instance, if you answer well, what does the world need? And what do you do well? Without the idea of what are your people passionate about, just those first two, you'll come up with revenue. You'll come up with right. profit, right? And that alone isn't um, sufficiently balanced to create this noble purpose. So can't, <clears throat> so real quick question for me. So the first question, what does the world need or what do our customers need? Yeah. Right. Over time that can change, right? It, it could, but it's not likely to change. You should review it periodically, right? You review it in your, your annual review or every other year, whatever that might be, or when there's some type of major upset or innovation to your organization, yep. but mostly it's permanent and it, lasts for years or decades for the most part. So it's not a major shift or change. It's just, it could be just a tweak. Right. Could be. Got it. Okay. Could be. Right. Like, for instance, as language evolves, oh, yeah. it might be the same purpose, change, but the language the used words. to express it evolves, right? So, um, so those three things senior leaders struggle with, okay. and then they come up with an answer. So let's call that their working draft, the yep. working draft of their noble purpose. Then what they should do is go out to the organization in small groups meet with people, ask them the same three questions, facilitate them through the struggle of answering those same three questions, then share what they came up with, their working model, note the similarities, feedback, make yeah. adjustments, create mm -hmm. a feedback loop, and so forth. And as they're doing this throughout the organization, they're maturing their noble purpose until finally they arrive at, Solidified. at this noble yeah. purpose, right? Um, once that's done, then you... You drive it into the culture. Yeah. So you start to build it into things, into communication, into new hire orientation, into performance management, uh, management reviews, um, into meetings. Share with us a little bit about what you've seen with our clients in terms of the methods they use to animate yeah. noble purpose. Yeah. So I've seen a few previous clients, uh, kind of a, a common thing they will do is they will print it out on large posters or sheets of paper, right? And I've seen clients where they've had TVs on the wall, right? So they have it scrolling like a PowerPoint or, or, or whatnot. But they put it up there with their PVV, their purpose, vision, and values. But it's the first thing, purpose. Walk in the front door, first thing you see, purpose, right? So anybody coming into their organization, they're going to see what this organization does uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's just everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. written and everywhere. up and for everyone to see. Everywhere. I mean, everywhere you look, it's there. It's something they do on a daily basis. Uh, additionally, I've, I've seen previous clients uh, 
almost use it like a pledge of allegiance in a, in a, yeah. in a meeting, right? Yeah. So the beginning of every meeting, they are reciting their yeah. purpose, vision, values. Yeah, I've seen them ask, okay, you know, Bob, you tell us yeah. what the purpose is today or, you sure. know, whatever, and, and ask maybe questions in the meeting. Uh, can someone share an example where we really fulfilled our Supported purpose that. Yeah, sure. or where our purpose was really challenged, right. you know, and so forth. So they, they bring it up in their meetings, their decision-making. It's built in, yeah. right? So it pushes it to every level in the organization through those methods, yeah. right? So where everybody knows what it is. You could walk down to uh, a middle manager. You could walk down to a production floor manager. You could walk it down to a, a janitor and ask yeah. them the same question. Yeah. And they're going to know the answer. So I can remember a client in Cincinnati that required every employee that worked there after they completed their orientation and they were certified in their yeah. basic job, they would have to earn their yellow belt. Oh yeah, which uh, is a lean user. So they they would become certified in basic lean practices and so forth. And and part of that learning was to go to a board of review. They had to pass a test and sure. be kind of. Um, evaluated by by their peers, et cetera. And one of those key issues in the board of review was, tell me from memory, what is the purpose? What, what vision values. the vision and values yeah. of the organization, right? No, it's good. So, yeah. So these are the, these are the ways, there are many others, but All these are ways you can, yeah, that's, you those can are the ones animate. that I've seen, you know, recently, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what we've talked about today is what is noble purpose? Yep. This statement that is very clear and concise about what an organization does to make uh, the lives of its customers yeah. better. And it's focused on customer. It's not focused on stakeholder or employee. If you try to focus on too many of those things in a purpose statement, you just get diluted and it, it comes to nothing. Right. It's weak soup, right? Um, and then why it's important and it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It attracts talent. It improves the bottom line, and um, these thing, when these things happen, you create yeah. this passion chain, chain, which yep. really leads to excellence. Um, and then how do you do it? You answer these three questions. What does the world want? What do we do well? What are our people passionate about? By answering those, you find those, where those questions overlap in the Venn diagram, if you will. Your purpose, you clarify that, simplify it, take it through your organization, get feedback, and then just build it into the culture and make it a relentless part of what you do every day to make decisions and take actions it's in your organization. It's a simple concept that has a great impact. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That's great. No, that, that was good. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you at the next episode. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the TPL Show. We hope you'll apply what you learned today and tell us how it went. If you want to share, want more information, or have questions, please contact us at info at tplshow.org. Have a great day.